This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 14, verses 21 to 28. On the next day, he went out with Barnabas to Derbe. When they had preached the good news to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and that through many afflictions we must enter into God's kingdom. When they had appointed elders for them in every assembly and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they had believed. They passed through Poseidia and came to Pamphylia. When they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Adaliah. From there they sailed to Antioch, from where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work which they had fulfilled. When they had arrived and had gathered the assembly together, they reported all the things that God had done with them and that he had opened a door of faith to the nations. They stayed there with the disciples for a long time. Paul and Barnabas were rightfully equipping and preparing the new converts for the trials they would endure because of their faith in Jesus. Jesus said in John 15, verse 20, Remember the word that I said to you, A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Paul could encourage the new disciples as well. Look, you saw what they did to me. Don't be afraid. Don't forsake the faith. They will do the same to many of you. But remember what Jesus said. I will never leave nor forsake you. I will be with you always. Jesus also said, In this world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. We can strengthen fellow believers by reminding them of Jesus' promises, like this one as well in John 14, verses 2 to 3. Jesus said, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. We can be strengthened to know that even in the midst of persecutions and difficulties, we can have peace. Jesus promised in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Now Jesus told a parable to his disciples. He said, A farmer went out to sow a seed, and he was scattering the seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it didn't have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. 
Whoever has ears, let him hear. Jesus then interprets the parable for us. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. All right, so back to Acts 14. By quote-unquote, strengthening the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith, that through many afflictions we must enter into God's kingdom, Paul and Barnabas were helping recent converts roots of faith to grow deep, so that the trials of their faith would not cause them to fall away. The seeds had been planted, but now they needed water and nourishment, so that these new converts, like Paul and Barnabas had, would mature in their faith and eventually bear fruit to God's glory. Ultimately, God gives the growth. My wife and I got saved out of Mormonism into Christ back in 2006. The first couple of years being Christians were full of trials and difficulties. From family drama for leaving Mormonism to blood clots that nearly killed my wife. From the pressures and scorning from friends and peers to live like the world and pursue our former passions. But Jesus saw us through it all. It hasn't always been easy, but it's worth it. Jesus offers peace, joy, and perspective that the world cannot. He brings us rest and abundant spiritual life that's everlasting and that far surpasses the empty pursuits and short-lived vices this world has to offer. Let's keep reading. Verse 23. When they had appointed elders for them in every assembly and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they had believed. The Bible teaches us that the local church is to have order. Ephesians 4, 11-14 says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Paul had written to Titus, The reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town, as I directed you. We see in the Bible elders to be an important office in the New Testament church. They function to settle disputes, pray for the sick, and shepherd the flock of God, watching out for their souls while devoting themselves to prayer and the ministry of God's Word. The role of elder, or overseer, is not a position to be taken lightly. Paul lays out a list of qualifications that should be met in 1 Timothy 3. Here is a trustworthy saying, 
Whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him, and he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. If anyone doesn't know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. As Paul mentioned here in 1 Timothy 3.6, normally elders shouldn't be recent converts. It must have been an interesting dynamic in the early church when the Apostle Paul would go to a new area and establish a church filled with new converts. Who was to oversee them if they were all babes in Christ? It's possible Paul appointed seasoned believers as elders that he brought in from other areas to oversee each flock. But initially, this option may not have always been available to them. But regardless, whether recent converts or not, they appointed elders for every assembly, prayed with fasting, and commended them to the Lord. Ultimately, God is able and in control and can qualify whomever he so chooses Let's finish off the chapter. They passed through Poseidia and came to Pamphylia. When they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Adaliah. From there they sailed to Antioch, from where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work to which they had fulfilled. When they had arrived and had gathered the assembly together, they reported all the things that God had done with them and that he had opened a door of faith to the nations. What a missionary journey. Things came full circle and that they ended up where they started, in Antioch. It was there that Barnabas and Paul had previously served in ministry, and it was there where they were called by the Holy Spirit to separate to this specific missionary call. The local church in Antioch ordained Paul and Barnabas to this call, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, and now they had a chance to report back to the church all the things God had been working through them. After our ministry team has been on the road for months at a time, it's always refreshing to get to return home and visit our local church families to report all that God is doing among us. So many came to know Jesus through the ministry of Paul and Barnabas, though not without difficulties. There was the confrontation with the sorcerer on Cyprus, the departing of John Mark, and the difficult mountainous terrain of Turkey to traverse. They had to deflect the adoration and hero worship of the crowds, endure the angry mobs who drove them from city to city, and Paul even suffered a stoning in Lystra. And yet they kept the course and continued faithful in their ministry call to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. What a lesson in steadfastness and endurance for the sake of the gospel. Paul writes in Romans 5, 3-5, We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing the suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, 
because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Even in the midst of our trials, we can be overwhelmed with peace and joy because God's love is being poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Apostle Peter encourages us, if you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the Spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Have you ever experienced the Spirit of glory and of God resting on you in a time of trial? Don't ever think God's call for your life will be without difficulty. Don't quit after you encounter the first bump in the road. A lot of times, our initial efforts will seem like a failure. Worldly opposition is often confirmation we're following Jesus and His plan for us. Stick with it. Don't give up. Paul and Barnabas persevered, and they got to see God at work in amazing ways. The Apostle John wrote, Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. Jesus said, If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. All right, the final verse of Acts chapter 14, verse 28. They stayed there with the disciples for a long time. Having returned to their home church in Syrian Antioch, Paul and Barnabas probably took a long break, no doubt finding plenty of ministry to do there. From experience of being on the road for long stints for ministry, I can attest it's a blessing to get to go home. I so appreciate the warm and refreshing embrace of the local church. Seasons of rest and recovery are vital. Mutual encouragement, unity, and fellowship in the joy and peace of the Spirit with familiar Christian brothers is such a treat after a long and arduous journey. So it's some will fall on the path and on the rocks, in the thorns and good soil. We plant and water the seed. Only God who gives the growth is anything. So don't be anxious about a thing. In supplication, make your request known to God. Understand the word that seed the devil takes. Some believe for a while. When tried, they fall away. Some are choked by the riches of this world. Some bear fruit and yield a hundredfold. So don't be anxious about a thing. It's a 
That was Wait for the Lord, from the Adams Road album, Great Commission. Yeah. 
was You Have a Home from the Adams Road album Band of Prophets. This is the Adams Road podcast, 
and outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 15. Grace and peace be with you all.